All right, well, we have been going through an empowered series, and uh, I'll be speaking through Acts chapter 2 today. And um, the title of my message this morning is Be Filled. Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. That's a pretty good word to start the morning, isn't it? Yeah, don't be drunk with wine. That'll save your marriage right there. That's a good word. Don't be drunk with wine. Instead, instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's, that's more than just a good idea. Hey, that's a charge for us. Matter of fact, the word be filled there actually means be being filled. Not like I, I was filled 20 years ago. No, we're going to be filled. We were filled. We are filled. We will be filled. We will continually be filled, not with some janky stuff. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. All right. I'm going to do a quick review. Pastor Doug shared a couple weeks ago. I mean, we had a good time last week with our boy Clint. He brought the house down. And Jimmy shared about the Holy Spirit. He, he rocked it. And in review, though, Pastor Doug shared about three baptisms. The baptism by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. That's our salvation experience. That's Jesus coming to my heart. There's water baptism. First service, we had... Uh, a baptism, a bunch of three baptisms, first service, and um, it was awesome. A bunch of uh, uh, some young gals in high school getting baptized. A, a, another gentleman who had a bunch of guys surrounding him, and always time in the house of the Lord for water baptism. And uh, it's in water, a public testimony of faith, and it breaks the power of our past. And then this morning we're going to be talking about the baptism by Jesus into the power of the Holy Spirit. Did you come to be filled this morning? The baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is for the believer's advantage. Now, as we get into our message this morning, I'm going to talk about a few different baptisms. The first one, I want to talk about Jesus when he was filled with the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 3, it says this. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. Are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, no, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And then Luke 4 continues on, then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. Did you know that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit? He returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And we know he beat up on the devil pretty bad. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. Luke 4, 14 says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And then he came to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, maybe a morning, like a, a morning not much unlike ours. And he stood up to read, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where, where it was written. And this is where we see him beginning his public ministry. And the first thing he declares is, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Hey, because he has anointed me to preach good news. He's anointed me. He's empowered me, been consecrated, set apart. Another word for the word anointing, oil is the type of the Holy Spirit. It means to be smeared with oil. Jesus said, I have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. 
He is upon me because the Holy Spirit has empowered me, has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus didn't begin his earthly ministry, signs, wonders, healings, miracles, until he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Well, that must be nice, having access to the Holy Spirit. Well, that must be convenient. Wouldn't that be nice if we could be filled as well? And we could be empowered. I want to do something. How many of you like to do something for God? And maybe you'd like to say with Jesus, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. Well, I got some good news for you this morning. Jesus actually tells the disciples after he dies, he's resurrected, he comes from back to life. And he says, but to the disciples, but you will receive power. Acts 1.8. Hey, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Hey. If Jesus was dependent upon the power of the Holy Spirit, how much more are we? But we don't get to get left. We don't, we don't have to be left out, do we? Jesus was filled. He says, hey, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you'll be witnesses to me, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, even to the ends of the earth. So we can receive power. Now, in your notes, made some notes here about power. The Greek word power here is the word dunamis. It's used 120 times in the New Testament. Loosely, the word refers to strength, power, or ability. It's the root word of our English word, dynamite, dynamo. Hey, you'll receive dynamite. What's that old show? Dynamite. Hey, all right. You got, I'm not too old. This is great. Dunamis, not just any power. The word often refers to miraculous power, marvelous works. How many of you would like to enter into the miraculous power, the marvelous works? You guys have heard there's a great revival happening right now at Asbury College. I think we're ripe for some revival here. Hey, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You're going to receive some dynamite, some marvelous working power. How many of you like to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Be filled. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled. Be filled. Be filled. More than just a good idea. Be filled. Now, I do want to comment that all believers have the Holy Spirit abiding, living within them. John 14 says this, and I'll pray that Jesus says this. I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper. He may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for watch. He dwells with you and will be in you. Okay. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is subsequent to, to conversion. And the Holy Spirit comes upon us to anoint us or empower us for service. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be witnesses. There's an empowerment to accomplish the great things that God has for us. Matter of fact, Paul even told us God has pre prepared good works beforehand, and we should walk in them. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is available to all believers. This verse, Acts chapter 19, verse 2, Paul, the Apostle Paul, he comes to some believers in Ephesus, and he says to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? 
They said to him, we haven't even heard so much as whether there is a Holy Spirit. And we know that he begins to minister to them, and he explains the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He lays hands on them. They begin to pray in new languages, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. But I don't want to be like those believers at Ephesus that says, we haven't even really heard anything. No, we're going to hear something this morning. We're hearing right now. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I have my little demonstration up here this morning. I feel like a scientist. <laughs> this, this is about, really about, the, about as much science as I could probably do. This is about it. Here's an empty cup. This might be the pre-believer. Maybe you, before you, invited Jesus to come and fill your heart. Empty cup. What kind of things do we try to fill that void? Everything. Everything. Somebody shout out last service, money. I wasn't in my nose, but yeah, that could be one. And it almost feels like pre It's almost like an empty. There's no bottom in that thing. You ever tried to stuff it full of things? Just, oh, there's just a great, there's a cavity, there's a void there. I just made some notes. Maybe drugs or alcohol. Maybe try to fill that void. Immorality. Food. Yeah. Unhealthy relationships. Work or career. Exercise. What else? I like this. Is, I like this. Education. Come on now. Yeah. 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 Abuse. But then we come to the place, come to the end of ourselves, say, Jesus, come into my heart. Come on. This is our salvation experience, isn't it? If anyone's in Christ Jesus, he's a brand new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is vital. Salvation's vital. Salvation's crucial. You must be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. But you know, there's a, an experience after our salvation experience, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I, this should be in your notes. I was reading the book, a book this week called The Holy Spirit Today by Dick Iverson. In this sentence, something he wrote really st stuck out to me, and I, I kind of saw this example. Receiving the promise of the Father and being filled with the Spirit speaks of the invasion of our total life and walk by the Spirit of God. It means being immersed in or plunged into the realm of the Spirit. Come on. We can be plunged into, immersed, saturated, full, filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, wasn't he? Okay. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into Acts chapter 2. This week, I'm sharing about Acts 2. I'm here now. Let's share a little bit. Pastor Doug, he's going to be on Acts 3 next week. I'm going to tread on his turf a little bit today, just a little bit. <laughs> Acts 2, it starts this. says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Now I'm going to share my my personal testimony about when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I was born again at the age of 23 in, in college, and I moved back to. Orcas Island, and my pastor at the time was Pastor Michael and Rashawn Hurley, and I rented, they had a, Pastor Michael's parents, Mike and Fran, had a, had a two-story house, and I rented the bottom of this, this little house, and um, 
my pastor said, would you like to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, I sure would. I'd love to. I'd love to. I mean, it, is the Holy Spirit into it? I, I, didn't, I felt like the guys at Ephesus. I didn't really know if there was so much. Am I, am I like a candidate? Like, would he, he would fill me. Have you ever felt like that? I want to be filled, but I don't know. Will, like, will it happen for me? They said, you're hungry for God. You've got a hunger. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they'll be, they'll be filled. Are you hungry for the things of God? He's not going to hold back on you. Are you going to him? As they said, you're, you're ready. You're right. And they set a date. They set a time. Kind of how it works. And I, went, went, I made the big journey from downstairs up the stairs to Mike and Fran's living room. And Michael and Rashawn were there and his parents. And I remember they got some oil out, you know, make it real spiritual, and anointed me with oil. And they said, you got to ask. Don't just expect the Holy Spirit just to, you, you got to ask. So I was sitting there, I was praying, all right, and Lord, just come into my life, and I want everything you have for me, and Holy Spirit, I love you, and just come into my life, and just, I want to be saturated, I want to be full, I want to, I just, I want to be filled, I want to, I shine in my coat, and some other languages begin to come on, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Jesus said that, but this he spake of the Spirit. And I received a new prayer language. This is my personal testimony. That's what happened for me. What is one of the benefits of praying in the Spirit? Jude 20 says, but you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. It builds yourself up. You know, sometimes we, we exercise, we build our muscles. Some of you guys do. I don't do so much. <laughs> Some of you guys build up your physical muscle. Your, your spiritual muscle can be built up. Yeah. Build, this isn't physical. This is spiritual, but you praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up. You've seen those new Teslas that are driving around. They look real nice. They've got the Tesla charging station. How far do you think a Tesla can go on a full charge? 350. I don't know. He, I, I, I take Pastor Doug at his word. Sure. Probably, can you get to Portland and back on 350? Okay. But how many of you know at some point that battery is going to have to be recharged? Come on. We need to be recharged spiritually. It charges our battery, but you building yourself up. Come on. Receive a prayer language. I received a prayer language. Another thing I like, I, I received help in my prayer life. Romans 8.26 says this, in the same way the Spirit, and this is an amplified verse, it's very good. The Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness. We do not know what, to prayer, what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should. But the Spirit himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf with sighs and groanings too deep for words. Come on, the Holy Spirit can pray through you and help you in our prayers. Uh, part of the, something that as we, we as a staff do on Tuesdays, when you guys fill out your prayer requests, you hand them in. But we get those prayers out and we pray over them as a team. And sometimes the these are, these are, as you are aware, these are real prayer needs. These are real prayer requests. Some of them are so challenging. I, how, I don't even know how to solve that with my mind. But isn't it wonder the Holy Spirit himself makes intercession for us. And we can pray in the Spirit and get the mind of the Lord and let the Holy Spirit pray. And begin to re- and that, you can do this in your personal life, too. I don't know what to pray for as I ought. Ah, but the Spirit himself is making intercession for us. What a great benefit. Something else I received. When I was filled with the Holy Spirit, a zeal for evangelism. This is a fresh fire. 
I remember being at the art department, Central Washington University, at a friend, and uh, I, I was holding her by the hand. You, you, you must be born again. You need to make a decision for Jesus. I don't think I ever let her go. I, I think misplaced zeal. Finally, I think she just gave her life to Jesus to get away. You know, just, dude, leave me alone. So we're applying wisdom now throughout the years. But the zeal was there. This is what we're talking about, zeal, but the fresh zeal. I think I received a speaking grace. I don't know if I'd ever preached a sermon before. I filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking grace. An added emphasis on praying for others, intercession. I remember being in my bedroom, praying for hours and hours and hours on end for, for family and loved ones. And through those intercessions, seeing them come to know the Lord, baptized in water, filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on. Something else I, I received in my own life, just my own testimony, is I, I received a, a, like a new sense of consecration, setting myself apart. And I remember in, in my early 20s, I lived in at Central Washington University, lived on Columbia Street. I lived at the band house. I mean, we, were, we were rock stars. Matter of fact, I was thinking about it going, we put up like a big metal door to shut off the living room for the rest of the house. Like we had like a jam, a jam room. And I was... I was heavily involved with music. My goal, my desire was to be in a rock and roll band. And I, had, I was in my room, but I'm freshly filled with the Holy Spirit. I've got this old CD collection. And I had this big jar of oil. I think I was going around the house, like, anointing everything, driving my roommates nuts. <laughs> Just praying, you know. But I was in putting cross above the doors. Why? I saw somebody else do it. It seemed like a good idea. And I had this big jar of oil. Remember, the oil represents the Holy Spirit. And this jar, I was messing around in my room. I don't know what I was doing, but I, I managed to tip over this jar of oil, and it, 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 fall, and it goes over all my, my boom box. That's what I had. Over all my CDs. And I got real inspired, and I took all my CDs, and I decided, man, I'm, I'm on fire for God. I'm setting myself apart from this past life and this music and these things that had a hold of me. And I went, and I broke, I broke my whole CD collection. Now, I had a family member say, why don't you give those to me? I'm on fire for God. I'm, I, now, by, and by the way, I'm not saying you need to do this. Like, I'm not saying you need to go break your, But for me, I think for me it was a matter of I'm setting myself apart. You know, one reason you're anointed for service, it's a setting apart. You now have been called to this. God is now positioning you to do this. That's my personal testimony. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I began to pray like I hadn't prayed before. I began to preach like I hadn't preached before. I began to witness like I hadn't witnessed before. And I removed some things from my life like I hadn't removed before. Be filled. Be filled. It's an invitation. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, you guys remember the Apostle Peter, who always seemed to speak first, think later. He, he seemed like he, he had to put his foot in his mouth a lot. He actually told Jesus, I will never deny you. I'll never betray you. Matthew 26 says, Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I don't know what you're saying. And when he had gone out of the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. Now, he said, he, he told Jesus to his face, I'm not going to deny you. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, surely you are also one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, 
saying, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus who had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and he wept bitterly. Poor Peter can't stand up to the servant girl. He told Jesus, I'll never deny you, but the servant girl challenged him and he backed down. But remember what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Hey, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. Peter's there in the upper room. Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter's received a new fire. Peter's received a new boldness. And I like this. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, and you shall be witnesses to me. Maybe one of the great things about being filled with the Holy Spirit is just being an on-fire witness for Jesus. G Peter is denying Jesus. He can't handle the servant girl, but he's there, and now he's been filled with the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 2, as we work through Acts chapter 2, he begins to preach. He, a matter of fact, he begins to, to preach to the same people that crucified Jesus. He says this, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determined purposes and foreknowledge of God. Watch, you have taken by lawless hands. You have crucified and put to death. What in the world got into Peter? But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God is with him. Hey, something happened to Peter. He received the filling of the Holy Spirit and it changed him radically. No longer did he back down. He got right back in their faces. You crucified him. And they began to preach boldly. In your notes, what happened to Peter, the disciples? Number one, many signs and wonders were done through the apostles. Signs and wonders. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Number two, they received power to witness about Jesus Christ and speak his word. Acts 4, 29 through 31 says, O oh Lord, look on their threats. Grant to your servants that with all boldness that we may speak your word. That's a good prayer. I mean, I, you know, we can get down with that. I sound like, it reminded me of John John. We can get down with that. I'll show you. Let's, let's just pray that. You want to want that? Lord, we pray that you would grant with all boldness that we would speak your word. Signs and wonders would be done through our lives, not for our glory, but for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, that's good. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. God will answer that prayer. That's a scriptural prayer, isn't it? We prayed it right out of the word. Those prayers get things done. And number three, spiritual gifts were in operation. I don't know, Pastor Doug might go here next week. I might, I might be treading on his, his next sermon. I don't know. But I know there was a man that they laid ever since his, he, he was lame since birth. They laid him daily at a gate called Beautiful, and Peter sees him and says, I don't have any silver and gold, but what I do have. I'm going to give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Come on. Miraculous power, spiritual gifts in operation. Come on. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. You heard my personal testimony. Peter and the disciples were filled. But I want to talk about you.
Come on, you can be filled. You can be full. Not just for Jesus. Not just for me. Not just for Peter. The very, and I'm moving towards the end of Acts 2. It says this, And Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. A gift. What do you have to do for a gift? I have to work it up and beg and just receive. Just receive the gift. You'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise. He's also referred to as the promise. The promise is to you, watch, and to your children and to all who are afar off. Now, this is a couple thousand years ago, but Peter says the promise of the Holy Spirit is to all those who are afar off. Well, who's afar off? We are. He's talking about us. We're those that who are afar off. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for us. You can receive the gift. In my final verse this morning is Luke chapter 11. Jesus says this. So I say to you, ask, 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 and it will be given to you. That's what I did when I was in the, I guess, in the upper, upper room over there at Mike and Franz. I was asking. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone, everyone, no one's excluded. Everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, so we're something of an evil lot, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Come on, ask, seek, and knock. Now we can ask right now. I'd like to invite everybody to stand right now. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. I shared my testimony about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Peter and the disciples were filled. You can be filled. I'm going to invite, not, not this second, just I'll have the prayer team come up. Um, before I do that, though, I do want, I'd like to ask everybody just to bow your head right now. <clears throat> the most important thing is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, inviting him into your heart. Something Peter preached, you must be born again. And maybe you have not had the opportunity, or maybe you've never had the invitation to ask Jesus into your heart. It's the most important thing. If you're in Christ, you're a brand new creation. Old things passed away. Hey, all things become new. Every head bowed. If you would like to invite Jesus into your heart, I want, I'm gonna invite you to raise your hand. We're gonna pray with you where you are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's so important. That's that's the main thing. Child of God. I'm gonna pray. I'd like you guys just to repeat after me. Say, Father. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die in my place. Jesus, come into my heart. Make me new. Be my Lord, my Savior, my boss, my friend, and my king. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you give them a good, a good hand clap?
The Bible does say this, today is the day of salvation. Now, I'm going to invite the prayer team to come forward. And if you want to be filled and you want someone to pray for you, agree with you, lay hands on you, we can do that. If you have any other prayer, and we're going to worship a little bit. If you have any other prayer requests, you can bring those forward. I also want to invite you that this Wednesday night from 6.30 to 7.30 here at the church, we're going to be praying that you be filled as, then, then as well. So you can come out then. Come out, you know, you're here this morning, come out there too. And Dan and Cheryl are going to lead that. It's going to be an awesome time. So you guys, I invite you, anybody, come on forward this morning for prayer.